Thank you for joining us for After the Message. To learn more about Celebration Church here in Orlando, you can follow us on social media under the handle at CelebrationORL or visit our website at CelebrationORL.org. Hey church, welcome to After the Message. If you're unfamiliar with what After the Message is, it's pretty self-explanatory. We talk about the message after it's already been done. So uh, that's what we're going to do today. And uh, we're talking about last Sunday's message, which was cancel culture and Mm -hmm. what cancel culture is and what the kingdom has to say about cancel culture. And so I'm joined by our panel from Sunday. So thank you guys so much for coming back. Um, Let's get the show on the road, shall we? Thanks for having us, Nate. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having us. Welcome to my home. (laughs) Yeah, we appreciate it. (laughs) Um, First of all, I thought it was really cool that we actually got to speak into this because it's something that... uh, the world just talks about mainly and so i thought it was cool that we kind of took a stand on it you know what i mean yeah. and said like hey this is kind of uncomfortable and difficult but let's dive let's dive head first into yeah. it so um the first thing that that kind of stuck out to me was the pastor keith i believe you said there's so many opportunities for us to be offended in oh. today's world <laughs> and so i think the first question i want to pose is is this a new thing and I ask that a lot. If you've ever listened to after mess after the message before, I've asked that a lot. But it's it's always interesting to me. And obviously the 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 obvious answer is no, it's not a new thing. But I want to know like how we got here and how it's so broadcast and mm-hmm. how it's just it seems in my face more often than not. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So what do you like what do you do you guys think that it's just because of the the exposure of it or What's been your experience? Because I don't remember yeah. being a teenager yeah. or in sure. high school talking about cancel culture. You sure, know? yeah. I just think that the atmosphere is just so, like, charged. Um, and what I mean by that is you have so many people who are disgruntled or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so when you have that, and then you have, on top of it, like, social media, where people can now say something in Japan, and I can see it immediately here yeah. Yeah. in Orlando, Florida. You know, so yeah. it's like, it's like, so if, and here's what we also do. There's so many of us who we will, we will kind of tailgate on other people's, like, mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. So it's like... And oftentimes we don't, we don't, we don't, we're not doing it to kind of, you know, go, oh, that's a good issue for me to jump on. I think, especially now with the way that everything is charged, we want people to know that we're for them. So if you are feeling some type of way, then I want you to know I'm for you. So I'm just going to jump on with yeah, you. So important. now you think about social media allowing everybody around the world to jump on it oh if you step on somebody's shoe forget about it you are no longer relevant like i mean that is kind of like that becomes the storyline and so it's like man we are all our own like magazine at this point because of social media and so it's like you know we're we're everybody is the national inquirer everybody is like you know i mean everybody has that power right because now I can just re, you know, either I can retweet something or I can, I guess maybe people call it regramming. You still have a, you have a Twitter account? I never, I never, I was, I was never in the Twitter sphere, so I have no idea. Oh you know, I don't know if, if Tweety lives there. I don't even know how you tweet. I, don't, I honestly, I don't even know what it looks like how you do it. 
Um, but gramming and all that kind of stuff, like, I mean, it just goes everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I think that it's just, it's a combination of things to where we live in a very charged environment yeah. and now, you know, communication more than ever can get from one area to the next and there's short pieces of information at that. Yes. They're, 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 it's, it's, it's like, we've always talked about highlight reels, but they're, they're, they're even shorter than that now. Like yeah. it's just yes. a little blurb and that is that is what lives on forever. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's the that's the part of it. That's that's a little bit of a shift for me. So I guess I can say this as the elder statesman on this panel. Um, <laughs> I remember a day where obviously social media wasn't a thing and right. all that stuff. But I even like I, if we could, if I could frame it this way, I remember when I used to watch the news. Like watching the news, it was like when they said something, you knew they vetted it. You knew that there was enough investigative sure. research. It was and actual journalism. It was actual yeah. journalism. <laughs> and so yeah. now you're like, oh, okay, so that that's. I can actually take that right. as fact. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, man, like it's like it's a rush to be heard, mm -hmm. not a rush to inform. Yeah. Yeah. So because people are just rushing to be heard, they'll yeah. say something and be like, hey, here's a developing story. Yeah. But let me give you my opinions, my feelings, all these other things that go along with it. And then you form your feelings. You get all invested sure. emotionally into it. And then when you find out that's not a thing, the often by the time we try to pull it back, that's not given with the same energy that it was yeah. given when we put yeah. it out there. And then we, I don't think we realize the toxic... Um, the toxicity that just continues to be in the atmosphere that mm -hmm. prevents us all from ever getting that clean air again. Right. So I just think that that's kind of the problem. I think that's contributed to mm -hmm. the cancel culture thing because people by nature don't like to be wrong. They don't right. like to say, I'm sorry. Right. They don't like to pull things back. <laughs> no. And so when you watch just the news or anything else, it's created an environment where I just want to be heard mm -hmm. instead of like, mm -hmm. man, I'd rather be slow to speak. Yep. But when I do speak, I'm saying something that's meaningful, that's truthful, and that's been vetted. Right. That's certainly not a part of it. And unfortunately, it gets our emotions all stirred up and everything. So I think that contributes to yeah. it. Yeah. Humility is definitely scarce in, uh, <laughs> in, in today's day and age, that's for sure. Yes. Um, kind of jumping on the back of social media, have you guys ever experienced personally um, like being canceled by someone else? And have you, <laughs> have you had the fear of going back and like checking your timeline from 2008 to make sure that you didn't, you know what I mean? Like, have you done that? Because I know, I don't even have it anymore because, and I think part of the reason why I don't is because of that, because I don't want someone to judge me off of an 18 year old sure. Nate, as yeah. opposed to 30 year old. Nate. Sure. Yeah. And pastor Megan talked about that, about that last week was right. you can be judged that way. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to meet that 18-year-old. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you that. Do you think 18-year-old Nate and Josh would be friends? Like, oh, we, you know, we'd have some uh, conversations. No, but I, yes, to answer your question, it's so common that people are scared of what they've done in the past that Instagram has a thing called archive, where it doesn't delete the picture, but it, you can hide it from other people watching. Interesting. It. Right. And it's ridiculous, right. and I've done it twice, and I'll tell you why. Um, as someone who's in the youth, like, I... This was before we even planted the church. There was this thing, RIP, called the Vans Warped Tour. And ah, yes. the Vans Warped Tour had a bunch of just loud bands, right? And the, the culture was very different. It was just a bunch of people with tattoos and tank tops and just sunburn and just listening to music out loud, right? There was a lot of dirt, too, at Vans Oh, my gosh. Tour. Awful. <laughs> and before I launched... Before we launched Celebration Orlando, there was a picture of me, and I'm, 
I am jumping on people's backs with no shirt and like I call it my rice picking hat. It was like a straw hat. It was really. Good. I can say that. I think that's fine. You gonna cancel me? Is that what you gonna do? Um, and so, and I'm jumping on people's back. I have no shirt. You see all my tattoos, and I'm screaming in the mic yeah. of the singer of the band. Yeah. Well, before we come down here, I'm like, man, what are what are parents gonna think? Mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything wrong. Sure. That's the culture I love sure. and that I'm very accustomed to. And I've actually connected with students that are from that culture right but just because of the fear of students yeah. not giving me a chance to love and serve their student yeah. i was just like yeah maybe not here mm-hmm. and i just took it down wow and i think that's a great example of just the fear of being shamed and lindsay you talked about that on sunday yeah. which i had no idea um the level of pain involved with shame yeah um and so we're just scared mm-hmm. And, and that's me serving in a church, and I'm scared of what church people are going to say sure. as someone who works for a church. Mm-hmm. So I just think that's crazy. I know for me one time, I don't I don't know if I was canceled, but the idea of like the process of, of the events that unfolded, I would say probably feels to a very microscopic level probably how it feels to be canceled. But without giving details, uh, <laughs> a ton of them, um, something happened where um, something I had done was missing misinterpreted as they the this person felt it's like me tripping over words yes. right now trying just, not to say just something confess, Lindsay. Just to confess. <laughs> no, I didn't, we'll, I get, didn't. we'll get some tissue out here after the message has now become the confessional <laughs> you know how like people measure the bible like well the bible says first yes. come and bring it sure. to your neighbor and then yes. if they don't yeah. listen, <laughs> da, 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 da. Right. so it was like one of those things where i was like okay I, I and i didn't know what to do so i brought it to my leader then my leader ended up saying like spilling the beans to the person so then the person thought I was not going to them. And so Got it. It was a long, it was a thing. And I was younger, it doesn't matter. But the way they handled it was like the most heartbreaking thing for me to walk through because my intent all along was never to to like call this person out or whatever. Like my heart was, hey, I'm going to my leader because I don't actually know what to do about this. Can you give me some guidance? Mm-hmm. But their interpretation of it was, hey, she doesn't care about me. Yeah. So the way it was responded to by them was like a mass email of like everybody got Jeez. tagged. Oh, man. All these scriptures like no. Lindsay is and like name calling. There's just like it was the craziest thing. And I received the email and it was like a weekend. So it was off that weekend. I get the email. My heart sinks because it's like, oh, my gosh, like I'm just processing this whole thing got way out of hand. And yeah. I, all I wanted to do was talk to this person. Mm-hmm. Was like, no, that was not, I was not, like, you just wanna, yeah. you wanna talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. You want them to understand who you are and what you were coming from in your heart. Mm-hmm. And they did. They just said, I, I don't wanna talk. They basically shut me, they canceled me. They said, no, I'm not talking to you. Mm-hmm. And so that for me was one of the hardest things I had to walk through because I could never resolve anything with that relation. I could never, yeah. They just said no. Mm-hmm. And and then I was on blast with all these yeah. people. It was the hardest thing. So, I mean, that's probably the closest I've ever gotten to it. Obviously, social media, I wasn't like blasted on social media, but I was in a, a mass email yeah. blast. So yeah. it was not fun. Lindsay, you've made it. You have been canceled. Okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. But I think I've that's recovered crazy. from it. <laughs> see, you said something that I don't know. I guess it just like registered in my head that like cancel culture leaves like no room for 
resolved through reconciliation. Yeah, there's, no there's no room for it. And yes. so it's like, that's why it's not kingdom focused. That's yeah. why it's not kingdom minded yeah. because it just leaves. And that's a prime example of it. There's literally no, there's no like, nothing's left on the table to like no even go, or better yet, there is no table. Like, it's just yeah. like, nope, done. Yeah. yeah, like what if Paul was canceled? I thought about this afterward. Like, mm. wow. Paul, mm-hmm. he, you know, we all know he was yeah. he was yeah. worth being canceled yeah. at Paul a time. Killed the guy. Yeah. <laughs> but like he, he yes. did so much more for the faith yeah. than yeah. like if he had been canceled based on his previous acts. Mm-hmm. But and here's the beautiful thing is that with Paul, people tried to cancel him. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. when they found out, like, hey, like Paul's a believer. They're like, nah, man. That Paul, yeah. like, it, yeah. but there was other people that said, "No, no, he's he's been changed. Right. Let's 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 right. let me bring you in. Let me like let's have a conversation. Let's watch his journey. Let's look at his growth." And then they were all able to say, "Oh, I see. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the Paul that we heard about." That's not who this guy is yeah. anymore. Yeah. So I'm glad you said that because that actually mm-hmm. is a healthy way of showing someone who has a past, someone who is willing to recognize your future, bringing you into community, allowing community to discern it together, and let us move forward with what the calling and plan of God is instead of like. Let us just keep everybody at a distance. I think that's a great reference. Yeah. Could you imagine if as the church, like we were intentional and like we actually went after those people and said, yeah. hey, come here because we're going to give you another opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like how powerful that would be, like wow. someone who has been canceled. Yeah. And we actually went after that person and said, hey, I know that God has more for you. And I yeah. know that he's created you to be a certain way. And mm-hmm. maybe you're not walking in that right now. But we have a door open for you. You know what I mean? Like how powerful that would be as the American church. And and I think that could really like shake the foundation of who we are as a culture. For sure. That's powerful. I just think the church is so busy canceling people that Mm. we would be pulling double duty. Yeah. (laughs) So we can go into that. So, so okay, kind of along those lines, what what is our responsibility, I guess, and what's the difference in, you know, Proverbs talks about like don't surround yourself with idiots. Right. You know, what's the difference in that as opposed to like being open and welcoming and welcoming those types of people? Mm -hmm. Like, how do we? It seems like a fine line. Yes. So how do we walk that line? You guys think? Wow. Denir, what do you think? <laughs> I don't. I mean, you're justice. Really so yeah, I yes. am. Very, that's why, very that's why I want to hear yeah. with, with So that's really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of prayer yeah. <laughs> first <laughs> before yes. you start surrounding yourself around people that you know, like, probably don't love you. Like, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not an easy thing yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. But um, it's really. Um, and James, it says that mercy triumphs over judgment. Yeah. And so it's giving that benefit of doubt or that grace. And even recently for me, like before in like high school, when like all the social media and justice and, and justice stuff was popping up, like I was going in, like I was, what, I was the tweeter. Like I was tweeting people <laughs> going off on, I was going off on races. It was really crazy. Yes. Um, but now like. I've learned how to have conversations with people, yeah. like people on Facebook that I've been friends with for years and we have different opinions. I'm like, hey, have you ever thought about this or considered this or thought about yeah. it in this way? And we've actually had to, we've had a, um, we're like strengthening our relationship yes. now that it's like, okay, mm-hmm. like let's, how, how about we don't handle this over social media? Yes. Let's text about it, call me about yeah. it, and then actually walk out the process of it instead of like, 
casting the finger like, no, you're wrong. You're stupid for doing this. That's not yeah. what Jesus yeah. does, and we yeah. shouldn't do that either. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. And I, and I think that I think it's okay to recognize that it's like it's there's a difference between canceling somebody and unfollowing something. Mm. And I think that we if we can help have a, a healthy boundary around those things. So boundaries are good. Like Dr. Henry Cloud talks about the importance of having boundaries. And so I have an opportunity to choose the types of things that can influence me um, on a day-to-day basis. I, ha- I have a right to choose that. However, what I don't have a right to do is I don't have a right to cancel anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. So so perfection is not a requisite for critiquing, but none of us are qualified to cancel. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I can, I, can, I can observe and say like, hey, man, I'm not sure how I feel about this. Yeah. And as in, this, in the season that I'm in, and maybe be based off just the way I'm wired, I'm choosing to not engage or or this. So so let me give you a practical example. If I if it if it comes to my attention that an organization that I that I go to, a place that I spend money, that they are taking those resources and are supporting racist activities, mm-hmm. it's my choice to then say, I'm choosing to not engage in that anymore. I'm not going to continue to fund something that I am diametrically opposed right. to. Sure. Mm-hmm. However, I am not going to remove their dignity. I'm not going to try to take away people's jobs. I'm just mm-hmm. choosing to place a boundary around what I'm choosing to engage in. And so I think that's a healthy balance yeah. for all of us to recognize that that canceling somebody is is something that's not kingdom, but mm-hmm. I can create boundaries. So unfollowing something or choosing not to give something influence into your life, I think that God would allow, want us to do that. Like I think the right. Bible talks about, about bad company corrupting good character. Sure. I think we yeah. all have the responsibility of creating healthy boundaries, yeah. but we can't remove dignity while we're doing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was great. thinking about this because I felt like we we touched on the accountability side of things, mm-hmm. but I don't think we like dove fully into it mm-hmm. on yeah. Sunday. And you know, there is there we do have responsibility to hold people accountable. But I think where we sometimes get it wrong, and correct me if I'm wrong, theological, but I have never been successful holding somebody accountable that I don't have a relationship with. Yeah. And yes. so I feel like it's incredibly important to be so aware of the importance of your the sphere you have like your 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 people your mm-hmm. relationships mm-hmm. and that's where we have responsibility mm-hmm. and so yeah. like to your point now you don't that balance of who do you let in your sphere and right. whatnot i think you have we we know there's like levels of closeness but there's got to be some relational component mm-hmm. if there's going to be any benefit from holding sure. them accountable because yeah. they're not going to trust you they're not going right. to be open to your words and if and i think you can measure that if you mm-hmm attempt to engage in a conversation from a, you know, a past high school friendship mm-hmm. that you guys have differing views. Well, if you don't come in with a, a level of mutual respect and some semblance yes. of like, you know, relationship with yeah. one another, one another, it's never going to lead to anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think you can kind of measure that. Like if you end up getting into like a tongue <laughs> lashing back and mm-hmm. forth thing, it's not, you're not changing that person. Right. Like, yeah. I, yeah. my yeah. husband is a debater at the very core, and he's also an Enneagram 5, <laughs> like the two of you, Justice. So he will he will talk somebody's ear off trying yes. to teach. And he's like, I'm just trying to help them see and change. And I'm like, yes. okay, but That's how me. much more time are you going to invest in this <laughs> if they're not listening? I can help them. Yes. I'm just like, hey, help them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He always thinks that. I'm like, we're six months into this text thread. Like, <laughs> this is a real life thing. This is a real thing that I deal with. But anyway, so it's like, I think that's that's the point for me. Is like, hmm. do I have a relationship here? Are my words going to even be met with like, right. yeah, like, is it going to actually matter in this mm-hmm. moment? Um, I yeah. don't know. I was listening to something 
and it was talking about how our minds start to function with the way that, so we start to think about our minds in the way that technology is advancing. So we used mm -hmm. to think of our minds as like the steam engine. So the, the phrase is like, um, the wheels are turning. Mm -hmm. yeah. We thought of, that's how we thought of our, our brains working. Yeah. Now we think of as tech, not like advanced technology as processing. Mm -hmm. So whenever we talk about that, we talk about processing. So when we look at the filter of relationships, we look at the filter of, well, I have 300 followers, so I must have 300 relationships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So whenever we are posting something, we're thinking like, well, I can call them out because I have a relationship with them sure. because they're, mm -hmm. I follow wow. them, they follow me. Yeah. Really but what you're saying is like, you have to be close enough yeah. you know, yes. to be able to even say those things. So I think we just have to make a, a switch in our mind from however many people you have following you to who are you talking to on a regular basis? Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and I think that's that's one of the hardest things for us to, to kind of comprehend because we do think in terms of big media and, and a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah and how many sure. Instagram posts that you read did you look at and like, oh, that you know what, that life. changed my mind, my, my <laughs> mind on this thing. Yeah. Right. Typically, not many. Yeah. No, but yeah. you look yeah. for the stuff that Supports, supports what you want yep. exactly. and then that's the stuff you're like oh amen to that but yeah you're, but you're, you're you're very right i think that's kind of when we're when we're looking at it in the sphere of of social media and you know god knows like i'm not trying to like beat up on it i, sure. I you know i think it's a it's a wonderful tool mm -hmm. and it's great for relationships and all that stuff yeah. so it's not we're not vilifying it it's amoral however we just see that there's so many things that can be done with it but when you do look at the the influence of it like I've, I've, I found myself when I've, when I've had conversations, I think, um, Daenerys, you and I were going somewhere and we were listening to, um, I think, Andy Minio, and, and it was one that song about friends. Um, and he's like, well, that's not what friends do. Mm -hmm. And one of his lines, and I'll, I'll paraphrase it, otherwise, unless Nate, you want to rap it. No, I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was something about like telling me that I'm, telling me that I'm right when I was wrong or when I, when I was wrong, but you didn't tell me that I was wrong. Like mm -hmm. ordinarily, you would think that people just want someone who's going to ride their coattails and tell them that you're good sure. at everything. Mm -hmm. But it's like that's not what friends do. If I'm if I'm wrong, a friend will actually tell me yeah. that I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about like this community and relationships, I think it's really important to make sure that you have friendships, not ones that are just going to say amen and support every decision yeah. you make. Mm -hmm. But I think true friendship is ones that can actually say to you. Hey, bro, you know what? You're you're really you're you're wrong on this. Yeah. Let me let me let me let me show you kind of how this can come across. Yeah. I think that's what really is the weight of mm -hmm. true friendship, and mm -hmm. and I think that's my challenge for all of us is not to just be people that that come alongside and agree and endorse, but actually can have those proximity conversations that says, Hey, man, this is where I think you're wrong, and this is where I think it really matters. I don't think social media is always the place to air that stuff out. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Like I've right. often would see things posted on social media, and I'm like. Who's that for? Like, I can tell, like, yeah. you're making a statement mm -hmm. that sounds like you're addressing an individual. Well, talk to that individual. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Give him a, give him a call. Like, yeah. who's this for? And you said the word tool, and now it's making me think of something. I think the world uses the tool of social media to blast people, to mm -hmm. shame people, to call people out. We can't use that same tool for our friends That's and right. expect, a re, like, a response or, re, like... It's like you can't use the same tool that is Expect being you expecting yeah. a different result. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. True. 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 Those people are tools. <laughs> <laughs> there is no tools. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Um, what you're here for. I know. I know. Mini relief. Get this guy. This is the clip that we're going to post on our social media. There it is. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You're welcome. Um, 
No, but I think if, if for us as a church, like, I don't think it, social media definitely, we can't do it there, mm-hmm. um, which is why I love small groups, because small groups changed my life. And small groups, you can build that relationship mm-hmm. to have the conversations that are safe, yeah. that yeah. people aren't, like, setting a, a Zoom recorder right in front. All right, now we can yeah. start a small group. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's none of that. <laughs> yeah. But if we could be the church that listens to people who love Ben Shapiro, but also be the church that listens to people that love Sean King, Mm-hmm. And we can have a safe environment, but the key is not to say, here's where I think you're wrong on these policies, but like, what does this say sure. about your belief and what you're pouring into yeah. your ears? Yeah. Yeah. Because people like, oh, that's my guy. Well, <laughs> sure, that can be your guy if this is, if this is your guidebook first. Yeah. Yes. And if we filter our guys or our people through this, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of us would be shocked and unfollow yeah. people, not cancel them, yep. but unfollow them. This, it would help this. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It's a good know. point, man. Yeah. yeah. It's a really true. good point. Really yeah. Good. yeah. Um, I kind of want to visit the story a little bit that we talked about yeah. um, mm-hmm. with the woman caught in adultery. And so uh, I'm sure that we've all heard different theories posed on this question. What was Jesus doing when he was writing in the sand? What's your what's your theory? What do you think he was writing? Well, well what was the point of that? I think the, the there's there's several layers to it. Mm-hmm. What I what I'll tell you is the the most theologically consistent without doing a whole lot of inferring without things that can't be um, verified. Like these are arguments out of the dark. So what we're gonna we're gonna look at this. What Jesus I believe was showing because he was being confronted with this this dark, sinister situation. And and here's what we gotta remember, like the motive was they wanted to trip him up. And and it was two sides where they basically thought they had Jesus trapped. One, because they wanted to see if Jesus was going to go against the law of Moses. Mm-hmm. And that would be, oh, man, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Or two, he was going to actually go against the Roman rule because mm-hmm. technically the Jews didn't have a right to kill anyone, which is why they had to take Jesus to Pontius Pilate. Right, right. So if Jesus were going to go against what Moses says, then we got you there. Or if you're going to say, yeah, go ahead and kill her, then you're actually going against the Roman rule. So they were trying to trap him. It's a lose-lose. It's a lose-lose. Yeah. Yeah. So Jesus, in his brilliance, was able to navigate through it all, as the Bible would often say, and he slipped right between the crowds. Like, mm-hmm. that's what he was doing. But here's what I believe we saw with Jesus, because he was confronted with this, and his posture was to turn and to start writing in it. I think what we're seeing is that we have a we have a God who's willing to get his hands dirty in order to get us out of the messes that we create. So I think that's the most consistent thing that I've seen in Scripture, where we look at the nature of God throughout the course of the Bible. And when he's being confronted with, like, again, the accuser of the brethren, that's the that's the enemy, the, op- right. the opposer. When he's presenting these things before God, it shows that Jesus response was not to judge, but to get his hands dirty in order to bring reconciliation and restoration to it. Wow. Mm. Anybody right. else want to take a stab at that? Or? I always thought it was a phone number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was on second. You know, well, you know, I don't know. He said on Sunday number. that he could have been writing down names of people. Yes, yeah. That had yeah. also been listing out sins. Yeah. But I yeah. love that. I love the fact that it's like, like what you said, I don't think I've ever even heard before, um, even though that's kind of maybe, but just that he is willing to get his hands dirty. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, for us. And so, like, that in and of itself, Man, that's that's the brilliance of our Savior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I ask a question? You may. <laughs> Sorry, Nate. Um, no, you're fine. No, so, and like you pointed out when we were talking um, a little bit before Sunday about how there was that section that this story in some translations of the Bible mm-hmm. is not there. Mm-hmm. Why Why is that? Like, I, 
I'm just asking Pastor Keith because I feel like I want the Josh only one. to speak to that because he he's actually the one. <laughs> because who that is peculiar to, to me. <laughs> like, why does it say? Yeah. So. I think obviously it's a representation of grace, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus doesn't cancel her. She, he shows grace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes when you institute and, and show grace towards people that people will try to cancel, people are mind, like, that's why religion doesn't work mm -hmm. because it's a set of rules. And when, G when grace is shown, it's like, no, 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 you broke the rules. Yeah. Like you got, this is, this is what you deserve. But I'm like, but Jesus like, oh, but I'm going to give you grace. Mm -hmm. And it just like doesn't make sense to us. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I think when Jesus shows grace in the story, these religious writers and I was going to say transcriptors. That's not a word. Um, <laughs> um, transcribers? Is that Scribes? it? Someone help me. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, when they do and they read the story, they're like, oh. That's not going to us. How are we supposed to teach it on Sunday? Yeah. Then people are going to question all these other things. Then we have to show grace for an unlimited amount of things that people are going to screw up. We can't do that. Yeah. And so when I'm reading this um, in my, my study Bible, it says Jesus giving license to this girl, like I'm showing grace of, to immorality. It blows people away. Yeah. And so instead of people shouting back at Jesus when he says, if, 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 if you guys are good, throw a stone. Mm -hmm. Instead of them arguing, they go, I don't know, this doesn't make any sense to me, and they just mm -hmm. peace out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think pe when people try to wrap their head around the magnitude of Jesus' grace for this lady, but also for us, it hurts their mind. Mm -hmm. yeah. And instead of processing, see what I did? I <laughs> instead of processing this, they just go, ah, I'll just cancel her anyways and leave and go about my day, which is what people do yeah. every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It would be cool to know, I always want to know, like, the after effects of an encounter with Jesus. And obviously, we don't have that written down, you know. Yeah. But like, what happens next? Yeah, like, what did, did the she... After the message of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. of these miracles. Did yeah. she listen to him and sin no oh, more? Or, you know, attempt yeah. to go down the right road? Or did she go abuse that and go, okay, mm. cool, I can go back to my day job? Yeah. You know, or yeah. my night job, whatever you want to call it. But, too far. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> um, I there it is. <laughs> so the, the last the last thing I want to I want to talk about because I think this is really really important. Um, Wait a minute. I want to say something because what you do. just what you just said was really powerful. Thank you. When we're talking about um, <laughs> this this lady Sorry. and her and her desire to move forward, like it it's almost like the woman at the well, mm -hmm. like has this encounter, has this right. history. Mm -hmm. Jesus like, like has this powerful conversation with her, and we're going to talk about that in another um, episode of After the Message. But then she goes back, and she's like, hey, you guys got to come in here, this guy. He told me right. everything that you ever could imagine about my entire life. And she turns into an evangelist. So we kind of get a chance to see that. But it did make me think, like, I wonder how the guys that she used to be with responded mm -hmm. to this life-changing encounter mm -hmm. that she has. And so we see this, whether we're talking about Paul, whether we're talking about other people that have had these encounters with Jesus, it's not so much their desire to follow what Jesus says, it's the people around them's willingness to accept it. Yeah. So I think if we were to kind of use that logic, apply it to what we're talking about now, let's say that the lady really did try, but if she stays step, stuck with that community that can only see her for what she ever was, yeah. mm -hmm. it may be very hard for her to thrive in what she's called to be unless she removes herself, unfollows, that community mm -hmm. gets connected to a community that's actually going to reinforce and support what God said wow. about her. Yeah. Because yeah. if she does go back to the guy 
And he's like, wait, what, what are you doing? You're, and she's like, I'm done with this. Yeah. I'm moving on from this. That may have more of an impact. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. a really good point. But, but kind of along those same lines is she under, she understood or we're uh, assuming that she understood what true conviction was. Mm-hmm. And if you're a new Christian, you're not a Christian, you've been a Christian for a long time, conviction and condemnation can get muddy mm-hmm. if you're not clear on what those things yeah. are. Yes. So I think for for the sake of this conversation, what are some things in your lives that you have learned how to decipher those two things? And mm-hmm. how have you learned to, to live in freedom but not live in anarchy mm-hmm. and do whatever you want? Because it can get muddy if mm-hmm. we're not careful. So yes. what are some things that you've yeah. learned in your own life that have helped you know that I, cause you were talking about shame. Like yeah. I don't have to live this way. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a different way to do it. I think the question, and, and it was kind of what I was trying to say with the difference between guilt and shame. It's the same thing between feeling conviction and condemnation. It's like the conviction is a motivator for change because you realize what I did was wrong. What I did was bad. What I, you know, what mm-hmm. I did does not line up with the, the life and the purpose that God has called for me. Right. Mm-hmm. But it motivates you to say, you know, like I need to do better. Mm-hmm. But for the condemnation side, I feel like you live in a place of thinking like, there's no hope for myself. Yes. Like I'm just, I am this way forever. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and I think that's the difference for me is kind of measuring my headspace in those places. Like, am I just wallowing? Am I just, mm-hmm. you know, like that's not what yeah. God has called us to. So yes. allowing the conviction to be the thing that motivates us to do better and mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. And obviously we're, we're, the goal is not perfection, mm-hmm. um, but it is like we should be striving, growing, mm-hmm. changing. Yeah. Are you seeking after God basically? Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Not perfection, but progress. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's kind of, you know, I don't know if there's much more we can add to that because I think that that's a brilliant, I mean, I think we may have some practical examples mm-hmm. of it, mm-hmm. but like literally what Lindsay just said is I think that like conviction moves us forward but condemnation and guilt and shame it, it, it keeps us it keeps us from moving forward it just right. and and that, I think that's why when we look at the the life of Jesus and 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 we and we look at everything that he did on the cross like literally like I love the, I love the details that that God went through in order to truly redeem mankind like his redemptive plan so when we when we look in, at the fall of man and like and it says that they were naked and ashamed like Jesus undoes all that. So I know right now when we have like our, our images of Jesus mm-hmm. on a cross and we've seen the different renderings, whether it be in television or on different like emblems that we create, like Jesus has on a nice little loincloth. Truth of the matter is he was stripped naked. Mm-hmm. So literally he he was hung openly naked. He took the shame that mm-hmm. Adam and Eve have so we should never have to walk in shame again. So wow. literally not only does he undo sin, he undoes does the consequences of it. He even takes shame to the cross so that we never yeah. should have to walk in shame yeah. again. So the point is, if I have made a mistake and I feel that, mm-hmm. that's not from God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Jesus covered that. He yeah. paid for that. Yeah. So if I'm having a feeling that generates that or if I'm having someone pushing that upon me, yeah. mm-hmm. that's not God. Right. Yeah. Who's it coming from? Yeah. I'm, I'm always a big question of like, if this isn't God, who is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really black and white for me when it comes down to like mm-hmm. motivations and feelings. Like if this isn't a God thing, then, then who is it? And yeah. I think we can fill in the blank on what that might be. <laughs> yeah, sure. And that just brings about personal responsibility. Uh, to wrap up the conversation brings about personal responsibility on us 
on how we treat the other people. Are we, are we trying to help them see yeah. mm-hmm. the other side of it, or are we condemning them and casting them out? Yes. You know, I think if we put more uh, question marks at the end of our sentences instead mm-hmm. of exclamation marks, so we might yeah. have a little bit of a better relationship mm-hmm. with the people that we encounter. So, That's great. man, thank you guys so much for doing this. It's been a great conversation and always helps move me forward, and I really appreciate it. Um, if you guys have any questions about what we talked about today or you just want to say what's up, you can email atm at celebrationorl.org. That's after the message, atm at celebrationorl.org. We love you guys, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us for After the Message. To learn more about Celebration Church here in Orlando, you can follow us on social media under the handle at celebrationorl or visit our website at celebrationorl.org.